Welcome to Go Home Heat, an NXT podcast. This is going to be a solo show. My man Justin can't be here today. And that's all right, because we'll get through this thing. We have a common thread running through this NXT show. As you know, this is my favorite show. I love it. Love it. So we got a common thread running through the show. It is our new enforcer, Samoa Joe. And anytime throughout the show, we are reminded that there's someone here now to make sure this is a safe place to work. The action will happen in an organized manner in the ring. People will achieve these things in the ring from bell to bell. That's the point of the episode, supposedly. That's the point of Joe being there, supposedly. Those t-shirts that you see on WWE.com. Beware of the NXT parking lot. They're done. It's over. There's no more danger in the parking lot, guys. This is a peaceful wrestling show. Adam Cole hits the ring. He lets us know how BS all this is. He's got a face at the bash. He has to face O'Reilly. And it ain't fair that he's got to wrestle tonight. But he'll he's not going to pick somebody. So down comes Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes, it is a flat out obvious they're high on this guy. His other match was with Kushida. He runs his mouth a little bit. He slaps Cole upside the head. Um, then we get the match. And... It is good. They are, they allow Carmelo to get some of his sh- in, as they say. That goes well. Of course, Cole goes over. And this is exactly what you do. This is exactly how NXT builds young talent. When Zoe came in, she wrestled the top names on the roster. She lost to them. And then she begins to build herself up. But they put her out there in front of you for a couple of commercial segments or picture in picture, whatever you want to call it, against the Io Shirai's, right? Even though she was going to lose, that's how they build stars in this company. And they believe in this kid. And if he's already been out there with Kushida and had a really good match and already been out there with Cole and had a really good match, they expect this guy to be a big deal. So keep an eye on him because they're high on him. He did before the slap to the face. No, post, post slap to the face. Scream out ruthless aggression, which of course is the callback to the scene of Kurt Angle when on a SmackDown episode, you know. You, you all know that stuff. It's all good. We don't have to go through that. Anyway, the way hits the ring post match after Cole's gone. Johnny gives a great promo. He lets people know that he proved beyond a shadow of a doubt. Even though Cross won, that he can out-wrestle Cross. Whenever they were wrestling each other, it was blatantly obvious who the real king of NXT is. Matter of fact, in his 50-something day, dude, when he quoted 50-something day title reign, (laughs) you don't mind if I call you dude, do you? Oh boy, he's good. He's a funny cat. And Theory is, is his hype man just walking around behind him. I said it before, either that guy's an idiot or he is a fantastic actor. <laughs> In his little half shirt with no sleeves. His uh the way 
both of them got their way uh, headbands on. Uh, just <laughs> funny. Anyway, so Dunn comes down, and this winds up being a challenge. Not immediately answered because Johnny Gargano and Theory are going to respect the new authority figure in this company. They follow rules, guys. They follow rules. This is a company that is now about rules, and they are going to go tell on these Pete Dunn right now. Of course, Theory can't quite help himself. Puts his hand kind of towards Dunn's face, and of course, Dunn does what Dunn does. Breaks his fingers for him. <laughs> there are rules for a reason, Peter, and they go to tell. And they do wind up telling. I'll just go ahead and run through this little part of the program, okay? They do wind up telling Regal. And Regal listens to their spill for a little bit and says, Hey, guys, you know, I understand. I appreciate you coming down here. But, you know, I'm going to let you guys solve your problems, which was not at all what Johnny was hoping for. He was hoping that they'd get in trouble. Because when you tell on people, they're supposed to get in trouble, guys. But that's not what happened here. He gets a match. And they wind up have Lorkin and and Dunn and Theory and Johnny have a great match. Um, it's he gets out there and they're announcing his name and the whole crowd is chanting Johnny sucks. And this is an actual crowd. This isn't like a, a piped in crowd. And as we get into the match, as Johnny wrestles, it's the same thing that happens to you at home when you watch. He's really, really good at pro wrestling, and you can't help yourself but realize he doesn't suck. He's freaking awesome. And so they turn around, and they swan. I mean, eventually they wind up chanting something like, let's go Johnny, right? And it, it's just it's amazing how good this kid is in the ring. Pete Dunn, fantastic. Obviously, Lorkin, fantastic. Theory, strong performance here. He the, the thing where he jumps and bounces off the top rope and turns that into a Spanish fly – is so dope it, it is a finisher i don't know how long he's going to be able to do it like if he it's just a tough move to do you got to be incredibly you know physically athletic to do it and then you got to hit the ropes right and do the springboard it's tough by the same token I see him do it a couple times now i love it every time johnny winds up getting the win so we get the payoff we did have this thing happen in an organized manner joe didn't have to get involved all of this was due to the fact that Joe has a presence here. Another thing where Joe is involved is post all of this, they try to interview Adam Cole. He, as he's getting dressed to leave, Regal comes up, says, hey, I understand you're mad about, about Joe. You need to understand, you provoke Joe. He choked you out. That's just going to have to be good enough. <laughs> yeah, that's going to work with Adam Cole, right? That's going to work. He choked you out. No, We're going to move on now. You're going to have to move on. Adam says, hey, look, you let your you let your employee put his hands on me. He's not active talent. This doesn't make, you know, lets him know this ain't over. And he storms off. I know where I'm not wanted. He storms off never to be seen again. Of course, right? Because when Adam Cole storms off in an episode, 
One thing we know for sure is he's not showing up in a hoodie later to jump somebody. We could bank it. Book it. Put it in the bank. No way. Bet your bottom dollar. We will not. Let's slide over to the women's division. We'll talk first about Mercedes Martinez as she begins to let you know what her plans are post her loss to Zia Lee. Zia Lee attacks from behind as the, that fight is broken up. Boa begins to gloat above her. Jake Atlas evens up the score a little bit. We're going to have some form of an intergender tag match to settle the score here on what has happened here we're moving over further into the women's division with frankie monet who formerly the tie of valkyrie and she has pretty much a squash match which really isn't the story the story with her right now is she is my guess is that she is building a faction and she is building robert stone's faction or we could call it stealing robert stone's faction she runs down stone when he's not around compliments stone to his face tells Aaliyah and jesse kamea that robert probably cost him matches they wind up in Aaliyah and jesse kamea wind up in a match with io shirai and zoe starks of course they're not going to win the, the nxt is over the moon with both these performers io and zoe we know for a fact they're going to have to look good. This is a good match. It's cool. Zoe and Io haven't worked a lot together. They do wind up doing a little bit of tandem stuff. Uh, Pre-match, Io lets Zoe know that they ain't friends, but she respects what she can do. So they're going to tag together. This is all in an effort to even the odds with Candice and Indy Hartwell, who have decided that Io needs their revenge. Also, remember now, everybody in the women's division is also involved in tag teams, other than Frankie. Your world champ is with Dakota Kai. They're a tag team. At the end of this match, Candice and Indy come out. They watch a little bit of the match. They run their mouth a little bit. Dakota Kai and your NXT women's champ, Raquel Gonzalez, come out. They run their mouth a little bit. Ember and Shotzi run their mouth a little bit. Turns into a fight. Of course, the way stay in character, along with what the advice of the way, the men's version of the way did, where they did not engage in these fisticuffs. Joe is standing behind, and um, <laughs> Candace has the look on her face when she sees Joe behind her of a person who has been caught doing something they should not have done. But she hasn't engaged yet. They get out of the way. The way the faction is all on the same page with the commish right now, with Samoa Joe right now. Obviously, they aren't really because they're heels, but that's the way this is going. <laughs> and you have the fisticuffs. Joe hollers for security to get down there and break this thing up. We're going to get some form of a match here between these teams. Eozoe. Uh, Ember, Shotzi, Kai, Gonzalez. We're going to get them all in a match. We're going to find out who the number one contender is. Perfect. A great way to get Zoe over further is to put her in there with somebody. Everybody. If you like NXT, 
the one thing that has been a diamond, no matter what happens during the weird, uh, I honestly think they will look back on the way they handled the supposed Wednesday night wars and didn't continue to book exactly like NXT always books, which is to tell their stories in a long format. You book your up and coming stars to, to wrestle and to lose sometimes to establish stars and then to build you book long-term all the time. And I think they got away from that a little bit. And I think they kick, they'll kick themselves someday about that. Although I don't think what NXT does was ever going to do. I love the show. I get that some of the masses don't. Right. But anyway, let's go back to this. So it all makes sense what we're doing as we're building a tag division much better than the rest of the companies able to build their women's tag division or men's tag division other than the NXT versions, right? So, moving along, somewhere in here, we haven't forgotten about LA Knight. He is poolside, chilling with the million dollar belt. He gives an excellent promo, letting you know that things aren't really over with Grimes and letting you know that he is going to be a lot of fun running down everybody as he gets to prance around with this million dollar belt. Now, as we get back to on-premise stuff, Cross is leaving the arena. He gets nose-to-nose with Joe on the way out, but lets Joe know, hey, hey, remember, unless provoked, you can't touch me. Joe says, of course, champ. Moves, lets him pass, turns right into Pete Dunn's grill. Joe ain't gonna take folks getting in his grill all the time much longer. It's only been two weeks, three weeks. This ain't gonna fly. But somewhere along the line, we're gonna get Joe in matches with some of these guys. I would guess. Anyway, again though, we're sowing those seeds of what Joe has to deal with to try to keep this company uh, organized, lessen the chaos, allow for things to happen as planned instead of what's been going on that has driven Regal so mad. Bronson Reed begins uh, to address Escobar, letting us know that he fully intends to hurt Escobar further next time they get into it as Escobar had given a promo in his direction last week hit row rolls up on him as hit row is headed to the ring we get highlights of well first hit row is letting everybody know that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with if you have a belt they get in your face they tell you what for we wind up with Hit Row. They show a highlight of the parking lot segment where Ever Rise, who got cut earlier today. Sorry to hear that for the guys. Um, the NXT cuts wound up being today, so that's a shame. But Ever Rise gets one last match on TV here because they were going to tag Hit Row's car. Of course, a member of Hit Row was actually in the car. <laughs> Which is why this turns into a match, and you're like, how does he know 
who it is when they're wearing their own t-shirts and they look like themselves except for masks. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Hit Row runs right through Everrise and then they do this really cool pose in the middle of the ring. Their stars, it's going to work. It's going to be great. The tag division is, is better for having them in it. The Swerve getting to have backup in these matchups for whatever title he looks to go through, go to, is perfect for him. Also, the most intriguing thing is, I don't know what the female member of the faction is. Is she a manager? She is built in a way that she may be a wrestler. She looks athletic and strong and all of those things. She's got a good mouth. She's got a good mouthpiece. She's good on the mic. Uh, which was what I meant by that. And I, I just, I really love the presentation here and what we're, where we're going with this. Now, main thing, Kushida versus O'Reilly is your closing match of the show. It is a banger. I highly recommend you watch any of the matches Kushida and O'Reilly have, whether that be in New Japan or this one right here. You have two of the better grapplers on the planet. They just really tell stories wonderfully well with wrestling holds. <laughs> Kushida winds up, again, I can't recommend, uh, recommend watching these guys work no matter what match you're talking about if you have new japan uh dot com or whatever pull up some of those pull up this anytime you get the opportunity to watch these two guys bang it out watch it they wind up having a fantastic match you wind up having several roll arounds in and out of different holds throughout the match and of course kushida winds up getting caught in one it's a non-title match it doesn't hurt him O'Reilly, who is ascending into this, who has who has ascended into the heavyweight title picture, gets the win. We have the mutual shows of respect. And I told you before that there was no way Adam Cole would be back because that's not possible. I was wrong. Who could have thunk it? Adam showed up. He jumps him, runs him out of the arena, beating him up. You know, they're fighting, fighting, fighting. And so Joe's got his hands full. Well, you think Joe's got his hands full, but boy, does he, because the diamond mine rolls out and puts a whooping on Kushida. And then you have Michael Bivens, Tyler, Tyler Rust, Hideki Suzuki, and Roddy Strong standing over the top of Kushida at the end of the show. Joe was not able to keep peace here. This is exactly how shows tend to end. This isn't going the way they had hoped. He is having to break up some form of a fight every 30 minutes. This is cool for the show. It gives Joe a presence. It makes the fact that you're paying this guy to be a non-wrestling talent important. It, it furthers every one of your storylines. It gives the way who are your funniest group something to stick their teeth into. Now let's get to Diamond Mines. Bivens is fantastic. Roddy Strong has been the backbone of ROH or NXT or anywhere else he goes because he is fantastic once you ring the bell. Giving him a couple of fantastic wrestlers in his faction along with a manager to 
fill in the spots where Roddy doesn't naturally excel. He's okay on the stick. He's not great. Uh, but also, he was in these positions. Look, man, Cole's really good on the mic. And if you're in his faction, you're going to wind up talking after him, not before him. You're going to wind up having to try to sell yourself. And that's a little hard when the other guy's just a little better at selling you than you are, you are at selling you. But once you ring that bell, the Messiah, the backbreaker, he's the guy. He's a great wrestler. And he makes everybody he wrestles look good. To have Bivens there to help him, this is his shot at being the guy. Roddy deserves that shot. He reminds me a little bit of Frankie Kazarian. I've always said that in, in the fact that Frankie has won titles, so has Roddy. But they've never really gotten to be the guy. But they're both fantastic wrestlers. And Roddy deserves that shot. And Bivens might can get him there. And giving him a faction might can get him there. Now, you do have this thing where you do have loads of factions running around right now. But whatever. That's part of wrestling. Do it, do it right. It doesn't matter. People always worry about... I'm with them. People always worry about... That's why, you, that's why we watch these things, right? To fantasy book them in our heads and what we would do differently and all that. People always worry about too many factions you know what are we doing whatever they what don't worry it's nxt it's gonna work out as long as they do it right it's gonna work out you have two up-and-coming wrestlers that you want to get over you have a fantastic talker and you have roddy who watched his friends and his faction fall apart <clears throat> he went away frustrated frustrated looking like he might not ever be back we all knew he would now he's back and he's got something to be fired up in the middle of this has been a go home heat production copyright 2021 check out our friends at the Gin project watch wrestling go home